Hello and welcome to the City View podcast with me, Andy Sylvester, from the City AM newsroom. There's only really one story in town today, and as a result, we're going to go straight to Victoria Scholar from Interactive Investors. Victoria, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Why don't we start with the one sort of global story in town, I suppose, um, which is obviously Russia's somewhat unwanted incursion into eastern Ukraine. Yesterday morning, markets felt a chill, certainly, but then vaguely recovered during the day as it looked like perhaps um, this wasn't the full-scale invasion that many feared, at least not yet. Um, It's been quite a muted reaction in some ways, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to see that big drop, like you say, at the European Open yesterday with the DAX, particularly in Germany, which has a heavy exposure to energy dependence in Russia, sharply lower. But we have seen choppiness, but some tentative signs of recovery yesterday afternoon and this morning, FTSE 100 in the green. I think after that sort of aggressive rhetoric we had from President Putin on Monday night, the fact that it wasn't actually labelled an all-out invasion firstly, and then we saw that swift coordinated response from the West in terms of the imposition of sanctions, those factors have helped to alleviate a bit of market nervousness out there. But the threat doesn't appear to be going anywhere. You know, Putin is still very much laser focused on trying to get Ukraine to renounce its NATO membership Mm. ambitions and has certainly not ruled out the use of force. So although we are seeing tentative signs of recovery, it could go anywhere from here. Yeah, I think that's the question, isn't it? We've we've all become accustomed to uncertainty over the past two years at mm. least um, and there's there's more uncertainty to come in the coming days Liz Trust today saying that there will be a further crackdown on, on so-called Russian money in the city um, which I always find is a fairly difficult thing to define <laughs> I'd like to see the Foreign Secretary define it but we will we'll, we'll park yeah. that for now the one thing that of course it, it, we know for sure I suppose is that gas prices going up again on this uncertainty on the wholesale market that will filter down into you know energy prices as it always does in the uh, in the UK already high potentially set to go higher again in October even after the price cap goes up in April um when you look at the UK economy's prospects for the the rest of the year and that specter of inflation i mean obviously the people in eastern ukraine are the key victims of this but you wouldn't say the UK economy needed something else to um to create inflationary pressure would you No, I mean, if we think about the markets, the big worry was inflation at the start of the year and the prospect of tighter monetary policy from the Bank of England. Now the conversation seems to have shifted towards Russia and Ukraine instead. But in fact, they're very closely tied because, um, of course, these tensions are highly inflationary. We saw UK natural gas prices up by about 10% yesterday, another 5% so far today. Rent crude inching closer to that $100 a barrel mark hitting eight-year highs. So the prospect of an invasion or a potential war could potentially uh, force the Bank of England and other central banks to move more quickly uh, than they were previously, which was already um, pretty fast. We've already seen two hikes from the Mm. Bank of England and uh, the Monetary Policy Committee was split as to whether to actually go for a double rate hike last month. And the markets are actually pricing in five and a half more rate hikes from the Bank of England uh, this year. Um, The Bank of England itself is a lot more modest. It's interesting, there were comments from the Deputy Governor, Dave uh, Ramsden, Mm. who was suggesting that actually 
it's all about modest increases in terms of tightening. Um, but ironically, he was actually one of the dissenters who voted for a double rate hike last month. So I think he's trying to sort of temper uh, those market expectations for five and a half rate hikes. And actually, mm. five and a half wasn't the peak. We've come off from higher levels uh, in the market. But certainly, you can get a sense of how nervous the market and the Bank of England is about inflation, which is moving higher. Mm. It's expected to peak somewhere above 70% by April, but actually Ukraine and Russia could push it even higher. Yeah, I think that's that's now my working theory at any rate. Um, yeah, you can tell inflation is a hot button issue when you've got deputy governors of the Bank of England giving 16-page speeches on monetary <laughs> policy at the National Farmers no Union conference. No one should ever give a 16-page speech. No, I have to say, when I opened it, when I opened up the, the email yesterday when it came through and opened the PDF and I just saw one of 16, my head dropped as I realised I was going to have to go through it. But um, anyway, parking Dave Ramsden's... Um, uh, speech giving abilities to one side. Um, Andrew Bailey's up in front of the Treasury Select Committee today being given a bit of a telling off um, for his comments a few weeks ago about uh, about pay rises and whether or not Brits should ask for them. Um, what, certain people who won't need to show much restraint are investors uh, in Rio Tinto who have had a great day. Um, second biggest dividend in the city's recent history at least in terms of real terms um just give us your quick analysis of where they are right now because they it's a company that's rarely out the news yeah i mean miners very much in favor at the moment amid this backdrop of commodity price inflation that's led to huge payouts in the sector rio tinto um, reporting the second biggest dividend in FTSE 100 history last year, partly thanks to this strong economic rebound we've seen um, from China and those bullish fundamentals in the commodity markets more broadly. So we are seeing mammoth dividends coming through, but it is worth noting that this is a special dividend. It's a one-off payment. And there are questions about whether we're approaching peak earnings, whether we're approaching peak dividends as well, particularly if we were to see um, a move lower in the commodities complex uh, moving ahead and a sort of normalization in terms of moving away from the supercharged demand that we've seen, particularly from China post-pandemic, as we try and get back to more uh, normal levels. So incredible uh, dividend we've seen today. Um, amazing sector right now for income investors and those looking to find a way to to play the inflationary theme. Mm. But the sustainability of such payouts is in question. Indeed. Um, Victoria, thanks so much for joining us. I hope we'll hear from you again soon. Thank you so much. That's all from us at the City View podcast today. We'll be back tomorrow with more interviews from the world of business. But for now, goodbye.